This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You said, uh, if, is it okay to move on to another research paper? Yeah, of course, okay. of course. So you said that you did, you know, your overall research scheme is looking at too much information and then yeah. looking at how. So I saw, again, I didn't read it carefully, so this is a thing in the beginning, so you <laughs> no can problem. tell us. Yeah. That um, when people are trying to judge the truth of, a, of information, um, that you found a mindset manipulation can change how people I want to say this better than I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, this was a paper published re- recently, um, with Brent Strickland, Frank Kyle and Joshua Nob. And what we were trying to understand was kind of how people, um, assess the objectivity or subjectivity of, uh, the truth of the matter. So, so fake news kind of stuff. Yeah, often um, you'll kind of hear people in political discussions, for example, is a great uh, context where sometimes you'll hear people say, well, you know, that's just your opinion. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe when people are like a, of, of a different mindset, they'll say, well, there's an objective fact and we sort of need to be figuring out and getting to the bottom of the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we found is that um, those uh, two different ways of kind of understanding how truth works for these contentious issues can be uh, can be pushed around by how people are engaging in dialogue about that topic. So um, these are what we call argumentative mindsets, um, and we distinguish. So between, a mindset is that like yeah. a frame? I mean, yeah, I think it, it's a, it's a way of uh, framing the discussion that sort of leads to um, a pattern of downstream cognitive consequences. So the two in particular that we were looking at were what we call the argue-to-win mindset and the argue-to-learn mindset. Mm. Mm. Um, And I think maybe one helpful way of illustrating the difference between these two would be to consider the different roles of a lawyer versus a judge in a courtroom. So a lawyer is just trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. win his case, Mm -hmm. and so he's going to kind of do whatever necessary to get the jury on his side. And that would be um, the epitome of what we call this argue-to-win mindset, where you kind of have a specific goal, and you're sort of unwilling to budge in how you present information in order to achieve your goal. Um, but the judge has a very different role. Um, when, engaging, when engaging in arguments, the judge is going to need to um, have truth as, as the goal, right? They need to kind of understand um, both sides, kind of piece it together, and really try to learn and figure out what's actually going on. And so um, we distinguish between these two argumentative mindsets, and we can induce participants into one uh, sort of mindset versus the other. And the way we did this is by um, having participants engage in an online discussion with another participant about a contentious political issue. Hmm. So um, this would be anything um, from immigration to gun rights to abortion, Mm -hmm. things that, you know, people throw... Thanksgiving chairs at each other for at the, the <laughs> right. family reunion. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, the hottest of hot, um, hot button issues. And what we found, um, or so, so then what we did next was we framed the discussion as either a competitive discussion where you're trying to score points against the other person and you're going to be evaluated as the winner or as an opportunity to learn from the other person. So we had them engage in a dialogue with another participant online, going back and forth, sharing their views on the topic. Okay. Importantly, for all of the discussions, um, 
the pair of participants always disagreed um, about that particular issue, so they're, they're always from opposing sides. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we asked them sort of what their view of the truth was um, as it had to do with that particular topic. Was there just one right answer, or was the truth more subjective? And what we found was that when people were in this arguing-to-win mindset, when they were trying to you know, score points against the opposition and come out as the winner, they tended to see the truth as more objective afterwards. That's oh, really? I would have guessed the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that there's just sort of one, one correct answer, whereas people who are trying to learn end up rating the truth as more subjective afterwards. Huh. That's interesting. And that's what you had hypothesis? That's what you thought going in? Yeah, so um, we, we'd been um, kind of exploring this phenomenon uh, before, and, and the, the motivation... Um, or, or the rationale for the, hypo- for the hypothesis essentially was that sort of it's, it's almost uh, in order to engage in a competitive discussion, you need to be kind of going towards a right. truth, uh, a, a singular almost, truth. A singular conclusion, right, exactly. right. And you have to kind of like eliminate, you have to kind of put the horse blinders on, right, Matthew? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that I think part of putting the horse blinders on means that you sort of fail to recognize the truth embedded in your opponent's point of view. Mm, sort of, you're I concentrated see. on that makes on, sense, I guess, on, on winning, and so you end up you end up seeing um, the objectivity more than the subjectivity of the topic you're discussing. Super interesting. I think your what this analysis has some implications for how we can. Uh, kind of have better political discourse, and also, what what are your thoughts on that, Matthew? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know we tend to to just assume um, that kind of our view of the truth is kind of this unmovable thing. But I think what this research is showing is that the way that we're engaging in dialogue about these topics actually can have important implications for how we view the topics themselves. Yeah, that is so, pretty important implication. Yeah. So the degree to which we can kind of foster um, a a productive exchange where we value each other's ideas, and that'll shift people towards more subjective mindset and the degree to which I think this is sort of the current climate now where it really seems like there's, you know, a lot of competitive arguing happening. People will tend to see the um, objective nature of the of the topics they're discussing. So these papers have both been published, which means they're finished. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you working on now? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm working on a variety of, of projects. Um, one one of my main interests um, that we haven't touched on yet is kind of understanding how our ability to access information or our ability to outsource cognitive tasks to tools in our environment and sort of shape our view of our own abilities. So uh, we've been finding, for example, that when people search uh, for information online, they tend to conflate the access to that information with their own personal mastery of that of wow. that information. Mm, interesting. And so we've been kind of expanding that out more generally and trying to explore kind of what explains you know when that takes place and how might the technology we use on a day to day basis lure us into thinking that we're more capable in certain areas than we actually are when we're on our own. Wow, that is pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, interesting. Because it, it, what the example that jumped in my mind, Matthew, running uh, up on time here, was the notion of GPS. 
And it's like, exactly. I, I actually think I get dumber <laughs> using <laughs> and using GPS. But you, you're saying that there is this sort of weird sort of seduction that you could be sort of fooled into thinking that you're actually mastering things because the fluidity of the access makes you think that way. It's very interesting. Yeah, exactly. You know, every time you put the, the address into Google Maps, you end up getting there. So it's not too far of a leap to think that. Oh, I'm you know really smart geographically, well. yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, Suddenly exactly. I'm not. That's interesting. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Wow, this is great work. Matthew Fisher, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you, and I hope you'll come back again when you've got this work more finished up. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you guys. Great to talk to you. And if you're interested in keeping up with what's happening with Matthew, head to MatthewCFisher.com. He's got his own website. Nice. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 